0: Hi, I'm Mark McAllister. Welcome to Chats and We're here for a very special month. It's Godzilla month.
1: Absolutely.
0: It's not Godzilla month, it's Digimon month. The other creature on that. Pokemon? Yeah. Welcome to Pokemon month. Pokemon!
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the very first episode of Pokemon Month. My name's Satsunami and joining me right from under his truck is none other than the one and only Martin McAllister. Martin, welcome back! Under my
0: truck. I wasn't expecting that but thank you very much for the introduction. It is good to be here to talk about one of my favourite subjects. I'm trying not to laugh at how much you're laughing at your own (laughs) joke. Pleasure
1: to be here. It's more just I looked at your face (laughs) and how it dropped significantly, as if, why do I come here? Why do I come to record Um, these episodes? I thought
0: you were going to introduce me as like Pokemon Master or, you know, something nice, but it's always a pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why I introduced you as that. I didn't just say, oh, uh, yeah, it looks like he crawled out under a truck. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, you
0: said I was under the truck.
1: <laughs> I know we get really good signals there. Mm, oh, so how are you doing today other than that intro? I'm doing very, very good. I'm very excited to be chatting about Pokemon. So let's just get into it. Let's go. I'm hyped. Yeah, I cannot wait because today we are indeed going to be talking about, let's face it, pretty much the first thing that a lot of people seem to be introduced to in the Pokémon fandom. That of course being Pokémon Rumours. Including under the truck, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But yeah, today we are indeed going to be talking about Pokémon Rumours. And I've got to ask, before we go on, before we start talking about the wide and wonderful world of Pokémon Rumours, when was the first time you got exposed to the world of Pokémon Rumours? Because you and I have established in previous episodes that we are... Massive Pokemon fans when we were growing up. We went through the heights of Pokemania in the 90s, the early 2000s. So, when was your first exposure?
0: My first exposure to all this was pretty much not long after like Pokemon Yellow came out. I do want to quickly establish something here because everything we're going to talk about today is a bit ludicrous. And people who maybe weren't around at the time will say, wow, you were dumb for <laughs> believing a lot of these things. But it was like the perfect mixing what, cauldron of dumb, especially when by the time Pokemon Silver and Gold came out that these Pokemon rumors, they were so big because it was this like perfect moment in time so obviously the internet is in everybody's homes on dial-up at this point and it is a hodgepodge of complete nonsense I don't even think Google is fully established yet I think we might still be at Ask Jeeves at this point
1: (laughs) AOL.com AOL.com
0: there are these things popping up called forums is it Angel Fire being the
1: most famous uh, of the early game game, game Uh, FAQs Yeah.
0: so you could put whatever you wanted in the internet back in these days oh yeah
1: Uh the rumours were boundless weren't yes. they
0: and I think what helped was Pokemon itself is complete nonsense so I wanted to just list some things that are true about Pokemon just to give an established of what Pokemon actually is so a couple of things that are true there's a Pokemon called Mew that is not in the game but uh, the original games there's a Pokemon called Missing No. which is not a Pokemon but is in the games <laughs> Generation 2 introduced this thing where one in every 8,192 Pokemon were a different colour. Never established why. There is a virus that your Pokemon can catch in Generation 2 that is also never explained. If you bought Pokemon Yellow, you were told that there was a game where Pikachu could surf hidden within the game. You could not get that surfing Pikachu unless you owned a copy of Pokemon Stadium. These are all facts by the way, (laughs) these aren't rumours. They introduced held items in Generation 2 including berries. One such berry was called a miracle berry. you could not get a medical Berry unless you got it on a Pokemon called Celebi, which wasn't in the game in the UK. The only way you can catch it on a Celebi is if it's a random encounter, which you couldn't do because it was all event Pokemon. And then all sorts of hodgepodge stuff, I'm not going to go into them all, but certain links between N64 games and the actual games, things working differently between generations. Secrets about each move, so things like minimise, if you use the move minimise, and then you get hit with Stomp, it does double damage, that was just never explained. And finally, just to add to the hodgepodge of confusion, the of things especially in generation one that say they're going to do one thing and actually do the opposite so i think is it dire hits and anything that boosts your critical hit actually makes it less likely while moves like razor leaf always critical hit unless you use the move that boosts critical hits in which case it doesn't (laughs) So I just wanted to give everybody that to understand of where we were at. And so when I first started getting exposed to Pokémon Rumors, it was A, this early thing of the internet, or B, the school playground, yeah. because that was where most of information came for games was that. And to give you more context on that, a friend of mine said that he'd finished Final Fantasy 8, all six discs of it. There was only four. So... <laughs> Easily disprovable facts were also accepted as facts. <laughs> so, so, so back, I guess the question back to you what was your early exposure
1: to Pokemon rumours? Well, I just want to backtrack on something you said okay. there. Just the fact that you were saying how some people might listen to this episode and think, how could you believe that? How could you think that? But I think what a lot of kids don't really know nowadays is just the fact that information back then wasn't as widely available as it is now. And one of the ones I always remember is you used to get game guides and things like that. You could actually buy books. I've actually got a book and it's got different tips, hints, things like that that they've written in Say, oh, you can catch these Pokemon here, you can catch those Pokemon there. In that same book, there's a quote from Professor S. Oak, right? Part of, and to borrow a phrase from Adam from a previous episode, a proud member of the Pokemon (laughs) intelligentsia, right? You know, he is up there, he is well respected in his field and he tells you, as a gullible (laughs) 10 year old kid, that you should catch powerful Pokemon with the Master Ball, which, for anyone who doesn't know it's the one hit, catch all ball. He says you should catch powerful Pokemon like (laughs) Fero. (laughs) So excuse me if I'm not trusting all of these guys. (laughs) But going back to what you were saying, the fact that there were so many rumours circulating, because the internet wasn't as widespread. It's not like kids nowadays flip out the phone, they can easily fact check, they are favourite YouTubers, you know, they're talking about it, they're not talking about it. So at the end of the day, it was a completely different landscape. But I think I was in the same boat as you, because as we spoke about in our Pokemania episode, Pokemania was really Rife, both in the nineties and the early two thousands, and I think by the time Generation Four came around around two thousand and I want to say five or six, then that's when we started to move away from it because we were getting older, we were going into our teenage years, or it's not phase mum years as it were. Yeah, it was a really weird time to be a Pokemon fan, but it was a time of, and I'm romanticising it here, but it was a time of intrigue. It was a time of oh, let's be actual explorers. I'm not going to go as far to say this must be what the adventurers of like <laughs> really Shackleton has nothing on what we did, but David Livingston, who's he? <laughs> <you know? laughs> We're the true pioneers, okay? (laughs) So you had to play these games and you had to discover whether or not it's true, and one of the ones that always blows my mind, it's one that you and I talk about quite frequently, is the fact, you said earlier you can't get Mew in the games and officially, no you can't, but what some people out there might not know is the original games, Blue, Red and Yellow, they're made of spaghetti code, okay? (laughs) They are held together by hopes, dreams and prayers, and I think it is absolutely insane how these games came out the way they did, but they're so beloved and they kept together just enough to have fun. But there's a glitch in that where you can actually catch Mew and I remember I saw this online and I was like, there is no way this works. People were saying oh, you can do this, you can do that. I was like there is no way this actually works. I tested it. It works. (laughs) It doesn't even just work for Mew. Basically, the way it works is you have to go in front of a trainer who's off screen. But then just before they see you, you have to press the start button and either fly away, use a escape rope, any kind of thing like that. And that in turn will lock you out of the start menu. The only way to re-enter that start menu is by going to a patch of grass and you have to fight a Pokemon. Now, depending on the Pokemon you fight, it's got like a numerical value attached to it, which then corresponds with another Pokemon. Pokemon. So if you fight Slowpoke, which is the one just north of Cerulean City, I think, for this to work, then yeah, you end up defeating them. You fly back to Cerulean City, you go up to the Nugget Bridge, the start menu will pop up, it'll go away, and yeah, then Mew pops up. But what's even crazier is if you use Grill or Tail Whip, I think, about six times on the Pokemon that you're fighting before this glitch happens, then it ends up that you can get a level 1 Pokemon that as soon as you level up it immediately goes to level 100 and you can do this glitch as early as Viridian Forest. So I did it once and you can just break the game. So you've got a level 1 Pokemon and the game registers that as, oh, you've got enough badges and everything and then I think technically when it turns 100 then you're like, oh no, it doesn't obey anymore, but it doesn't matter. You know, what? <laughs> what's a bug catcher going to do against a level 100 needle king? Nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> You're screwed at that point. So I know I've kind of spent a lot of time describing that glitch, but I just want to emphasise how crazy this era <laughs> of Pokemon is. Generation 2 as well, there was the cloning glitch. Yes. Have you ever heard of this? Yeah. Where you deposited a Pokemon and then you use, I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was a select function or yeah, something. it's the spot yeah. function. Yeah. And then just as you were switching boxes while well, it was saying, saving, please wait, you had to turn your Game Boy off and then turn it back on. And that sounds like it would just bugger up your game. It would corrupt it. But no, 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 no. (laughs) It actually clones your Pokemon. I used to do that all the time. So I'd have like hundreds of legendaries and things. Well, not hundreds, but you know what I mean. That was crazy. So this is our confession. When we talk about these myths and rumours, this is what we're talking about. This was the kind of wacky, insane era that we had to deal (laughs) with growing up.
0: This is so funny because like so much was true that so Mm. much nonsense gets through. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's why it was so so, suspicious. acceptable to just what sounds like complete nonsense rumours mm. but I mean everything else that we've
1: just listed was true so why wouldn't these things be true? Exactly. So this is our confession. Our our final <laughs> thoughts on Pokemon. This is the quickest month ever. Isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say episode one we're done. <laughs> well we start with some fan favourites from generation one. So let's get the truck out of the room first. The one that's sitting on top of you of course. Oh, please use strength to move it. Yes that of course refers to the truck that is parked right beside the SSR in Vermilion City. Now, whenever you go into Vermilion City and you go onto the cruise ship, the SSN, there's a truck right beside it. And the widely held rumour was that if you surfed towards it and you use strength on it, then you would be hiding behind it. And it's become so widely known that a lot of people say, oh, look, they've put references and things in. It's really cool the way they've done that because I think you could get like a revive and things in the later games yeah. if you go up to it and you click. I thought that was really cool. But, yeah, it's not true, is it?
0: <laughs> no, but one of the things that's so fascinating, and this was, I guess, a testament to how little they knew they would do. it's a fairly unique sprite, if I remember. It's it's not used anywhere else in the game, and it is just tantalisingly out of reach. Yeah. So it's like, of course this rumor would start, because what you would do making a game is you wouldn't put a unique sprite out of reach if it didn't do anything, but it does something. It's there. There's a very similar rumor, which I'll just kind of lump in with this yeah, yeah. one, which was in Pallet Town. It's a little square, and then just to the right of Pallet Town, Patches of grass That you can see Do you know I was thinking The exact same (laughs) one When you
1: said that Right
0: And so this patch of grass Was on the right hand side Of Pallet Town You couldn't get to It's such a fascinating Lesson in game design Where you should never Do this to the Mm. player Where it's something That is very obviously Interactable That just isn't Interactable (laughs) It's not there And it's funny Because they knew this So like you said They referenced The truck in other games It's become sort of famous Even within Pokemon But they also knew it As early as Generation 1 Where the Pokemon there's is it Fuchsia City has the Pokemon in little paddocks, little yeah. stables. You can't talk to them, but if you actually glitch in the game and try to talk to them, there's text boxes for them. So they obviously were aware that people wanted to interact with them, but so they put cover on so it didn't instantly break the game. So the fact this truck is here <laughs> It's a unique sprite that was made. It's so tantalisingly
1: close. <laughs> and then they hide it from you. This was meant to do something. <laughs> do you know what's even wilder about that? Speaking of the palette Town fields, or the Pallet fields, whatever you want to call them, the absolutely insane thing about this is people have, again, in retrospect, they've glitched through the coding, as it were, and they've gone through to the fields. Mm. There's nothing there. No. They've not programmed any. That's the weird thing. I thought, oh, maybe they'll have the same code like Route 1 where they'll have grattatas and pidgeys and things like that there but no there, there's nothing there it's just it's window dressing for nothing <laughs>
0: it's so weird because they don't do it in lots of other places as well mm. it's only really those two specifically that are like oh here's interactable objects outside of the user's
1: grasp it's such a weird weird thing something goes it's really odd and speaking of Palatine I want to go back to March nemesis here Professor Oak. I'm so glad we talked about this one do you know how I actually found out about this one Go for it. or rather how it was is technically true let's start with the rumour and then we'll go yeah. to the truth I think in the game there was this rumour that if you did something I mean that is the linchpin of all these rumours that if you did something times, a hundred times or a ridiculous amount <laughs> of times rinse and repeat you beat the elite forward a hundred times or you get to fight you know different people on and one of them was Professor Oak who would have this full team including I think the starter that you have yes or rather the third starter the that you wasn't yeah and that is really weird because initially when I saw that you know in the games it, it's not true you cannot do that at all you can't fight Professor Oak I mean you can imagine it but you can't fight him now the way I found out about how this is technically true is the fact that when I started streaming I played uh, <laughs>
0: I didn't realise this was how you found out <laughs> yeah
1: well this is how I found out it was real but it, it's something that I never really looked into because I heard it was c- mm. content but again it's like the rumour you know, I've been hurt before. I don't want to touch it again. But there was like a glitch in the game that I was playing. So I was playing this very buggy version of Pokemon Green, the Japanese version, and someone had poorly translated it. That's all I'll say. It's it's a terrible translation, hilarious <laughs> but terrible. But the issue with it was that because it was so buggy, even for a Pokemon game in Gen One, it was so buggy that I couldn't progress past the Elite Four, and I couldn't even get past. It was really frustrating. I was like, well. I I can't complete the game so I said to my audience at the time you know what I'll try and like use the code of the champion and then I'll just battle them elsewhere with a different trainer but what I didn't realise was there was a list in there that said Professor Oak <laughs> and yeah he exists yep. <laughs> he exists so he must have been cut content at some point
0: that's what's so fascinating about it so there was a plan at one point mm. was to have a battle against Professor Oak what I think is really interesting is in Pokemon Silver Golden Crystal mm. the Generation 2 games you fight Red at the mm. end yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. a very similar or set up, so in the sense of like there's this final boss who's actually someone familiar to you, and so I think they must have kept the idea of having Professor Oak in it. Why it got cut, I don't know, but I think this one's so fascinating because there was truth in it, and that's so funny to me in that it was discovered. If that makes sense, like why did people know about this to make a was it just a coincidence that rumor started? Yeah, did we all did someone somewhere find out using trainer codes or some other glitch and figure out that Professor Oak with his
1: bonkers team was in the game and then got Cut. Like, how, how did that rumour get out there? Because I'm not sure if it would have been linked to, you know, the action replays and things like that. I don't know if it would have been related to that, maybe? That they would have had the code in there to fight Professor Oak, maybe? But something that I want to point out before we go into the next one, though, is what's amazing about these rumours, by the way, is despite the internet being in its somewhat infancy, let's say, when I say infancy I don't mean it wasn't, you know, around, but it was more the fact that it was quite rudimentary, you yes. know, because we had dial-up internet, and for those kids listening out there, if you don't know what dial-up internet is, look it up on YouTube because it's an amazing <laughs> sound. I'll leave it there, but yeah, the crazy thing about it, though, was these rumours were universal. Mm. For a time where the internet, even though we did have the forms, eventually around gold and silver time, I mean, we got Pokemon around the late 90s, early 2000s, because I think 2000 was when they brought out Pokemon Yellow sure could be wrong in that but I'm pretty sure that's when that particular version came out the fact of the matter is it's just it's absolutely crazy to think that everybody at the time was spouting the same rumours you know they were talking about Mew under the truck they were talking about Professor Oak they were even talking about Bill's Garden which is the other one
0: <laughs> sure yeah, yeah very similar to the Pallet Town one which is again beat the Elite Four 100 times or catch every Pokemon 100 times what was supposed to be in Bill's
1: Garden I don't um, remember I- think Probably Mew. just chilling at a beach lounge <laughs> yo what's up my name's Mew <laughs> gonna catch me <my> I? <laughs> I don't know why he was Scottish <laughs> of course he'd be of course eh. the most devious kind of Pokemon <laughs> a Scottish Mew yeah I think it was just a rare Pokemon that was supposed to be there I think it was if he showed him all the evolutions, where oh. on Jolteon and Vaporeon and the because I think he does tell you about them he shows you them for your Pokedex but he doesn't give you them right. so you know about them but I think if you were meant to show them then there was meant to be this big area and of course people have gone out of bounds to double check and yeah it's a lie, I'm sorry guys. I don't want you to find out this way but it's an unadulterated lie.
0: One that you just, and I don't know if this was in relation to Bill's Garden but one that just sort of sparked my memory bank as you started talking there about Mew being in Bill's Garden was one of the rumours I remember now is there was a period between, and we'll chat about this maybe in one of our next episodes, but there was a period between Generation 1 and Generation 2, so. Sort of when Pokemon Yellow was out that we were aware there was more Pokemon coming. So the Pokemon movie comes out and there's some new stuff already in that because Togepi which is a generation 2 Pokemon is already in the anime by this point so it must have been earlier than that. So one of the ones I remember from Bill's Garden was that Togepi was in the game. Oh yeah. And that was where you got him. I don't know if it was Bill's Garden or somewhere similar but that was one that someone gave you and that's just now that you've mentioned it I'm like oh of course we would think the generation 2 Pokemon were in generation 1 as well.
1: (laughs) Do you know what's crazy about that though? It's the fact they see nowadays if that was the case then they 100% could patch it into the but game yeah. it's a weird thing because see back then you know once the game was done it was done there was no disaster. yeah exactly there was no updating it there was no patching it that was it you got what you got given, <laughs> essentially it was absolutely crazy to think of a time where yeah that was it here's your game kids yeah i remember that have i ever told you like how i found out about generation 2 no but i am wondering if this is another rumor so <laughs> no, no, this isn't a rumour. This is 100% true. Let's go for it. So I was in a particular cinema, you know, not going to name any names, but I'll tell you after. But I was in this cinema when I was younger. Can't remember what I was seen, but I was coming out, and for some reason, this cinema used to carry themed postcards. Oh, yeah. Just when you were walking through the corridor, they would just have them hanging up for some reason. Really cool, don't get me wrong, but just really weird. And I saw this weird creature on the front, <laughs> and I think it was like Typhlosion, and they had like meganium and things. I was like... Like, what is that? That looks like Pokemon but it's not Pokemon because I've got Pokemon yeah, yeah.
0: and I know them all <laughs>
1: yeah, I know all 151 I've seen the anime I'm a goddamn Pokemon master who wants to throw it yeah. down? <laughs> I looked at it and then you know it was like taglines underneath like come adventure with me come do this that and it was to advertise Generation 2 and I was like oh my god <laughs> you know obviously I knew about Togepi and yeah. things but beyond that I had no concept of oh my god there's going to be a sequel that's going to be bigger and better two things number one I love the idea that when you were a kid
0: you were so much of a Pokemon fan you called it an anime. Yeah. (laughs) Thing too, and I don't know if you ever saw this one or if you were ever aware of this one. I wasn't until I was an adult, and I think that's partly because I wasn't on the internet so much at this point. But the whole th- concept of Pika Blue. Oh, yes. Um, so I, I wasn't aware of this at the time, and it wasn't until much later in life that I found this one. And it is very, very funny. So, <laughs> as you're saying, the Generation 2 launch, up to launch, there's so many rumors about that and what was in it. And you see um, Donphan in the Pokemon movie, and that was this whole thing that that was an amazing Pokemon blah And they're teasing other Pokemon, like Ho Ho was already in the show by this point, teasing lots of things and there is a Pikachu-looking guy that is blue. Yeah. And that became, we know it now as Maro, But at the time, apparently, people started calling it Pika-blue. <laughs> and it was rumoured to be a new Pikachu. I wonder why,
1: though. Well, I get why, has you the know, exact but... face, That is what I think is what did but it. it. But it's weird, because, and again, we know this through retrospective right enough, but in every generation, there's always a knockoff Pikachu. You know, Generation 2, technically, you know, it's Pikachu, gen- Generation three, it was Manon and Blossom, I think. Yep. Generation four, Pachirisu. Five, Ooh, I actually don't, don't know what the fifth one was. Emoga, uh, was it? Oh, Emolga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Oh, I did not she... expect
0: that. Trivia episode's yeah. gonna go well,
1: boys. Cracking <laughs> the But yeah, no, I, I do remember Pika Blue. But speaking of Pika Blue and weird evolutions, have you heard of the Yoshi rumor? Um, that's put something in my brain tell
0: me it's sparking something but yeah, I can't yeah. put it in. I can't think so, of what the pre-evolution of it is
1: <laughs> so it was an April Fool's and I can't remember the specifics <laughs> but one of these guys on these forums was like oh to get Yoshi in it and it was like to evolve Dragonite yes I had to use like a Firestone, I want to say. I could be totally wrong and that. But I'm sure it was a Firestone or it was something like that. And yeah, yeah. Someone had actually made a sprite for it. <laughs> there was also another thing. It was like Luigi was supposed to be in the game. Just as a, ah, as a Pokemon. It's like, you know. <laughs> I don't know the thing. Like Yoshi, at least you could kind of say, right, okay, it's a creature, yeah, yeah, okay, fine, but. Luigi? No, 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 this
0: makes perfect sense, because Pikachu's in Smash Brothers, so obviously the oh, Luigi would yeah. be in Pokemon.
1: <laughs> we didn't have the MCU at that point, okay?
0: <laughs> this is the closest
1: thing we had. These were dark days, guys. I mean, before that, we had the 90s Captain America Film god. Oh, I mean, those are the Halcyon days. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs>
0: on the subject of dark yeah. days and gonna be sick I do have to mention <laughs> what are you thank you this is why I get paid the big bucks yeah. <laughs> Andrew's listening to us like you're getting paid <laughs> this, is- this is why I get paid the big bucks I do have to mention Lavender Town oh, and yeah. I don't want to go too deep into this because obviously there's certain subjects that we, we won't talk about in the podcast rest in peace
1: those guys <laughs>
0: Okay. Apparently, you're going to talk about it, <laughs> but we do have to talk about Lavender Town. Yeah, I feel like if we didn't, it would be, it'd be a complete disservice De- yeah. 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 to those kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Sorry, go on. <laughs>
0: Lavender Town is the ghost, spooky bit yeah. in Pokémon, and one of the common things in these forums was creepypastas and these kind of grew arms and legs by themselves. And basically, they always follow the same structure, which is: game looks like it's being normal, something happens, realistic blood <laughs> for some reason. Imagine programming that on the Game Boy and jump scares. Person is either dead or rocks fall. They're dead. Rocks fall. Yeah. Someone dies. You see this very much with like Sonic.exe, He's one of the famous ones, is a Mario.exe, and Pokemon had its own version, which was Lavender Town, and one of my favourite sort of parts is for myself, the thing that we are referencing for Lavender Town was specifically what basically drove a bunch of people to kill themselves, is the part of it, but there was also a lot of things about the song itself, which is like, you can play it backwards and it would spell out things, and if you opened up the audio file, which was something that's very easy to do nowadays, you just open yeah. it in Audacity, but back then, nobody knew what that meant, but if you opened the audio file, it would like spell out 666, yeah. six, six, or like, Realistic Blood, probably. <laughs>
1: Oh, the pedal clutchers in America must have been going wild oh. for this rumor. <laughs> like saying, the satanic panic's real, guys. Doing? <laughs> oh my god, here we go again. <laughs> so, I did have to
0: mention Lavender Town. I- I'd love to hear your thoughts on Lavender Town and the general creepy pasta world
1: around yeah, here. Yeah, the reason I'm being so flippant about this is because, for anybody listening thinking, why is Satsunami being so flippant? Because it's not true, right? <laughs> you know, do you really think I'm going to come on and be like, oh, ha ha, RIP those kids? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, kids did get hurt with Pokemon But it was through the anime and the Porygon episode, right? Hashtag Porygon did nothing wrong But that's another episode
0: He's got his own 20 minute episode written just for that
1: I mean, even Pokemon came out and said Porygon did nothing wrong It was Pikachu And it was, but that's another conspiracy Because you can't slap that in a box but yeah, it was that idea of just shaking his I've head done. in the corner. He's done. The fact is that the Lavender Town rumour comes from a long line of creepy pastas. where, yeah, as you said, realistic blood, that's one of them. Oh, I went to a garage sale and the creepy man gave me Pokemon. Yes!
0: Now... <laughs> don't take don't take Pokemon games from strangers.
1: See now that's just the thing. Like, see back in I feel so old saying back in our day, but genuinely when we were growing up, it was drummed into us things like don't do drugs, don't take things from strangers, be very aware of your surroundings, you know, very good lifelong lessons. Those lessons have been discarded for the trends of TikTok, <laughs> right? <laughs> Speedrun, take Ooh. creepy cartridge from Come on! No, but that's true though. It's like, oh, I was walking by myself, and then all of a sudden, oops, oh, whoops! A bearded man came and gave me a cartridge. And you're like, I believe that your account sir is very flawed. <laughs> you're not a reliable
0: narrator. <laughs> <You're> not- random, <laughs> random person, on the internet, Pokemon fan, twelve thirty-seven. <laughs>
1: And the thing that we're referencing when we say realistic blood is the fact that every time there's an account, they always say they realistic
0: blood and, oh, everybody's died. Yeah, oh. realistic goat always shown in these games <laughs> despite computer graphics being like one polygon per square inch. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, because this is the same era where when we tried to catch Pokemon, we would, and this is another rumour, but oh, yes. we would hold A and B down or just B I, or B I would down. would yeah. actually do down
0: and tap B.
1: Oh, of course. Did it work?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, of course. I would actually go on, I would officially go on your podcast, and I want to tell the world <laughs> that holding the
1: Game Boy upside
0: down, pressing down, which would then be up, I guess, and then mashing B every time.
1: I can't wait to record the retraction, <laughs> <laughs> just to be like, "I'm sorry for the lies." Smoking this episode. Dun, dun, <laughs> dun a bop. Apparently, this is some I didn't know because, obviously, as I established at the beginning of the episode, by the time you and I left the series, I mean, don't get me wrong, we never fully left. <clears> We're kind of on the outskirts precipice. of it. precipice. Yeah, the precipice. That's such a good one. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my thesaurus today, so it's in the truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I left it with Professor Oak. But apparently during Generation 4, with the rise of the DS, it had a microphone in it for certain games. And a lot of people people said that if you yell gotcha or something like that can't remember but something like that and they yelled that then technically that would <laughs> that would help the process <laughs> of catching and i was like really that's
0: good, I like that. Aww. But then, you say that really, but then it's like, the previous generation, the one that just came out before it, which is something I wish I'd mentioned in my facts, but you, the Reggie Trio, Aww. that was the most made up thing where you, you caught them by having specific Pokemon and using specific moves in certain locations and you had to read Braille, even though- <laughs> You're not supposed to read Braille! <laughs> braille was a 3D physical thing that you use your hands for, and you had to-
1: It's like here Sideline, yeah. though.
0: So like bizarre. So when, when you say these things, and like, yeah, that's yeah. What I always want to establish and keep this grounded that Pokemon was so much full of nonsense that honestly yelling "gotcha" into the microphone isn't the weirdest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> honestly, probably true. That's the thing though, because there's a lot of cut content that we know now through looking at the files and things was supposed to happen but the one that always gets me is the fact that the reggie trio in sapphire ruby and emerald that was fine mm. you know reading braille let's not get into that again but reading <laughs> braille reading braille that was fine that was a hundred percent fine but apparently there was a event or something to get arceus or arceus whatever you want to call them. but the fact is you're supposed to go into this cave you were supposed to play a poke flute it- mm took you to a literal stairway to heaven where you met Arceus and you caught him. That was too complicated for kids, apparently. According to Game Freak, that was too complicated. Yet, somehow, the Regis weren't. And what's even weirder is, and I don't know if you've played or know much about sea Sword and Shields, the generation mm. before, as of this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you've dated it, Yeah,
1: then? but there was a Pokemon where, I can't remember if it's like one of the food-type Pokemon, which is the thing I'll always have an issue with, more than you having issues with human clothing on Pokemon oh, Okay, uh, <laughs> I thought
0: you were going to say me having an issue with food
1: <laughs> well, that too but-, <laughs> but yeah there's this Pokemon that you have to turn your switch upside down and evolve them or spin in a circle I was say, yeah. vanilla,
0: the, the ice cream Pokemon you have to hold certain items in your party and yeah. spin and it mixes the ice cream with yeah. the thing yeah
1: <laughs> It's, it's so weird, because that is something you think, oh, somebody's can be here. Someone is 100% pranking. But no, it's true, apparently. That's good. Yeah, because we have the technology to disprove it. But back then... <laughs> back then, that would have been all over the place. This is like, you know when you look back in the past and you're like, how did they believe in witchcraft? You know, this yeah. is our... A- <laughs> <laughs> this is our satanic panic. Like, how did that have- There's one, actually, that I want to bring up, and I don't know if you would have came across this one about going to space... Have you seen that?
0: (laughs) Absolutely not. So,
1: in Pokemon, I think, Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald, Generation okay. 3, there is a space station called Most Deep Space yes. Station. It's like the big island you go to. One of many, because it's all underwater. Hashtag oh, too much water. Ha ha ha. That's dated out there. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, that was dated 10 years ago. Yeah. But <laughs> There is a particular scene, or rather, area where, as I said, you go into the space station and they count up from how many successful launches they've had. So, like, one week you go, and oh, we've had four and then next week oh we've had five and apparently it does nothing. It's just genuinely it's the biggest tease of Pokemon because people thought when it reached a hundred or if again you meet the Elite Four so many times then you would jettison off into space and you would fight Mm. Deoxys in space which technically is something that they did fix in the remakes Mm. technically because there is like a post game story where you can fight Deoxys in space but Deoxys is not the game but he's like an event only Pokemon Okay. so you had to get a particular item from the same bearded man that was giving you Pokemon <laughs> one version, and it was so weird yeah so he is in the game so is Mew but again it's event only and it's nothing to do with the space station
0: one thing um, it's funny just when you mentioned about the counter up and it doesn't do anything uh. one that I believed in as a kid and I don't think that, I don't know if this is a rumour or just I made this up yeah. myself but
1: let us know in the comments not, yeah,
0: <laughs> please let us know if you've heard this one as well so when you board the SS Anne there's a woman at the front or oh, on the boat I can't wish but she says SS Anne comes to Vermillion once a year. And the reason I remember this is because I thought if I loaded the game up in one year's time, the boat would be back. <laughs>
1: Now, I have never heard that, but that makes so much sense! Right. I don't know if I ever loaded the
0: game back up to find out, but I assume it doesn't come back. Yeah. And this but... is this thing about Game Freak not knowing the power of, you know, we were talking about me and the truck and the, the back to the grass. I don't think Game Freak understood the power they had over children. Yeah. But if you dangle that carrot in front of them, oh, the SSN comes back once a year. Well, it's coming back next year then. <laughs> It's like, an adult wouldn't lie to
1: me! <laughs> kids. This is a PSA. Adults do lie. Especially Game Freak. <laughs> They've got Freak in their name, don't trust them. Well, that is true. There was just so many rumours, though, that floated about at that time. And as I said, it's definitely a product of its time, because one that I don't think we've touched on yet, speaking of Yoshi oh, no. things being in it, do you remember Mew 3? So, Yeah. <laughs> Not Muse 3
0: specifically, but I want to talk about... I don't know if this is the same concept, so where does mew 3 come from? Because I, I think we've got... I don't know if I've got the same thing here, but... I
1: think it's Generation 3. I could right. be wrong. At least it looks like a Generation 3 sprite, because whenever I saw the screenshots and things like that, it was always Leaf Green or Fire Red, that kind sure. of backdrop. It was always that. It was never the old kind of school, like, deformed world. Yeah. <laughs> sprite <laughs> you used to get back in the good old days. Back when Pokemon was <laughs> Not like these Digimon-looking <laughs> people.
0: So what I think Mew3 might have been is when you were talking about receiving your cash from a weird bearded man. Yeah,
1: it was a style at the time. It was a
0: style at the time. And what was also the style at the time was fake games. So- oh,
1: Pokemon Mononoke edition. <laughs>
0: We're going to talk about fan games another time but yeah. this isn't a fan game as such. People would sell them at like cupboard sales or... They like, still do. They still do to be fair. If you go
1: to any market when you're on holiday they <laughs> always have... It. Grand Theft I mean, Auto 8. Yeah. <laughs> See this is the thing I don't mind so much that they've got them make <laughs> 11 I suppose but the fact is it's not even that it's always the same one it's like Pokemon Diamond or... Yeah, like yeah, this is yeah. before Diamond
0: yes. came out. Pretty good for guessing the names because I, I saw yeah. a Platinum as well. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it was like Pokemon whatever edition here and it was always the deer from Princess Mononoke that they had underneath. Ha! <laughs> I could never understand why it was this specific artwork. They were committed to the brand, and you've got to give them that.
0: Yeah, but that, that thing. And so those games, I think, were full of stuff. Yeah, because they would have been either just nonsense, or they would have actually been a game in yeah. disguise. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's another thing that fed into the room machine. Was like, oh, Mewfi." and it probably was the Princess Monoki game, maybe, yeah. or like maybe it was like Kirby or something. Like who knows what these games actually were, or it could have been you know an RPG maker fan games that yeah. were put on these cartridges because so many of them became like I think a lot of that that came into the pop culture in terms of, like mufree and stuff a lot of them were just taken from these games I think there's like evolutions that ended up being Digimon and things yeah. like that as well like, the Digimon Pokemon crossover was very complicated have you ever
1: seen the Pikachu platformer? no it's like I don't even know how to describe this it's like a side scroller with Pikachu but I think they did a hack or rather changed the sprites from Pikachu. To Sonic, but then it's like <laughs> a bootleg of a bootleg because it's That's not amazing. even originally a Sonic game. It's like the same jump animation things, but it's not a real Sonic game. So, so it's a hack of a hack. Of a hack. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, it's so weird. I think I'm out of rumors. See, when you think about the really cool and funny mm. rumors, it's usually Generation 1, Generation yeah. 2. Thinking back to Generation 2, there was some, that, as we said, the peak of blue and things like that, but I don't think that there was really as many in comparison to Generation 1. I think maybe if you're a little older, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um, I do want to read one more. I've uh-huh. actually got one I want to read out. Oh, no. This was from Generation 3. There was a rumor. This was covered by a YouTuber called Small Ant, and he covered it recently but it was called The Magic Muffler <laughs>
1: <laughs> I beg your pardon uh, uh, As, as, as in you know, a
0: muffler for a car exhaust or a scarf Uh-huh Go on. Right So th- this is this is one of these ones that kind of inspired me to to do this because you know so much of this is true mm. So this was from a forum posted in the in June 6th 2005 at 11 o'clock at night <laughs>
1: I don't know why that makes it so much funnier! This 10 year old boy on the internet! At <laughs> 11 o'clock at night going, Do you know what I'm going to talk okay. about? The magic muffler! I'm <laughs> going to spread
0: lies on the internet. Do you think people would do
1: that? Uh, don't think so. <laughs> so, okay,
0: this is too complicated for beginners, so I suggest that only those who, so will do these cheats. If you want, it's up to you. First thing to do, release all of your Pokémon except the weakest one. All my Pokémon are level 100, cool face, so it's worth it. Second thing to do, challenge Elite Four. You should win it! Also, this cheat will work fast If you won't use any healing items Don't forget Challenge Elite 4 10 times (laughs) It's gone up already Third thing to do Trade with a friend Trade your weakest Pokemon Which, no, it doesn't work Because you only have one Pokemon Uh Your friend will give you a Rattata Holding a Klapapa berry Is Um, this Gen 1? This is Gen 3 Oh, Um, okay So, one of the things about this berry Because this was, again, smaller did this You couldn't get that berry in Uh Gen 3 Without having Gale of Darkness Yeah (laughs) I won't go through the yeah. whole thing, but fourth thing is you have to use the Versus Seeker on every single Pokemon trainer from Pallet Town to the save Islands, it's Gen 3, 5 Red Leaf Greens. What what is. Fourth thing, catch a Jatini, raise it up to a Dragonite, make a Dragonite hold a salak Berry, challenge Elite 4, 5 more times, go to Professor Oak and then use Fly Indoors 3 times, trade your Dragonite, the Salac Berry will become a Magic Muffler. Question, what does the Magic Muffler do? It makes your Pokemon experience move fast. For example, your Squirtle holds a Magic Muffler, Squirtle is level 5, after battling your Squirtle will be level 9. (laughs) that is not worth it But that is the thing about all these cheats, is so many of them were like, release everything, beat something a hundred times.
1: Do you know that actually happened to Andrew? I'm pretty sure. Andrew, sorry for calling you out in this episode, but <laughs> that's what he told me, I'm sure. He's mentioned it in an episode where he got really upset because there was some rumor where it was like, oh, you have to release your most powerful Pokemon. He's like, but I don't <laughs> want to do that, of course, but you know, he did, and now he's hosting a podcast with me. So, I mean, who that was won? The prize. <laughs> Who won out of that arrangement? You tell me. Yeah. It's a shame, to be honest, because uh, despite the fact that I was kind of laughing at it and reminiscing about it, it's a shame that nowadays kids probably won't get the same, I don't want to say excitement, but you know the same kind of wonder about yeah, the Yeah, it's games. a different type of thing now. Yeah, because nowadays, as I said at the very beginning, you can just go on the internet, you can Google it, you can look up your favourite YouTuber, and that's the thing, it's like, oh, well, it's not as fun as it were, but even still, like, you're not wasting your time, that's all I'll say. You're not wasting your <laughs> time nowadays, but even back then, it was a time of wonder and exploration, let's just say.
0: <laughs> a time of learning not to trust everyone.
1: Well, on that note, and this is indeed not a rumour, thank you, Martin, for coming on and discussing Pokemon rumours.
0: You're welcome. And one thing to say, away is don't trust what you've read on the internet unless
1: it's about Pokemon. Or us. Or us. Well, mainly Pokemon, but... <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, thank you all so, so much for listening to this episode. If you want to catch more Pokemon Month episodes, as well as other episodes from ourselves, you can catch us on the website, chatsanami.com. I also want to thank our Pandalorian patrons, Robotic Battle Toaster and Sonya. Thank you so, so much for supporting the show. For any exclusive content out there you want to get a sneak peek of, or catch our commentary tracks, catch our early access episodes, then you can catch us at Patreon. But until next, time thank you all so so much for listening to this episode stay safe stay awesome and most importantly get out of that truck (laughs) most importantly don't listen to the lavender town music at one o'clock in the morning (laughs) Welcome to Chatsunami, a variety podcast that discusses topics from gaming and films to anime and general interests. Previously on Chatsunami, we've analysed what makes a good horror game, conducted a retrospective on Pierce Brosnan's runs James Bond, and listened to us take deep dives to both the Sonic and Halo franchises. Also, if you're an anime fan, then don't forget to check us out on our sub-series, Chatsunani, where we dive into the world of anime. So far, we've reviewed things like Death Note, Princess Mononoke, and the hit Beyblade series. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all big podcast apps. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our minisodes called Stabby Snippets where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, by using the handle at three spooked girls, come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. The free spooked